independent media is more important than ever. We don't have a corporate network behind us, and we also don't have big green foundation grants. So we really do need you, and we are actively calling in your direct support so that we can continue exploring many of these topics and perspectives, often sidelined by mainstream media. If you're enjoying our show, please make sure you're subscribed and join us on Patreon today, starting at a tip of just $3 at patreon.com slash green dreamer. Every little bit helps and really adds up. And that is the power in community. So thank you so much for however you're able to support our work. Hey, it's Kamea Shane, and this is Green Dreamer, a podcast for creatives, visionaries, and entrepreneurs dreaming of a sustainable future. Thank you for bringing your light. If you haven't already, make sure to hit subscribe, and together, let's learn what it takes to thrive in every sense of the word. Why do we even need to be conscious of the skincare and beauty products that we buy? Shouldn't their safety already be regulated by the government or the industry? That's what we'll be exploring today in this Mini Bloom Tuesday episode, featuring our special guest who's done a lot of research on this topic as she was creating her own health and environmentally conscious skincare brand. Before we do that, though, I wanted to take a moment to first thank our sponsor of this episode, which is Buffy. That's spelled B-U-F-F-Y. Buffy makes comforters that are better for you and for the earth using fluffy filled made with 100% recycled water bottles and a skin-friendly eucalyptus fabric as the cover. The fabric is called Lyocell, which you may know is one of my personal favorite and one of our currently most eco-friendly natural textile choices. I'll share more about Buffy at the very end along with an exclusive discount code just for you. But for now, onto what we need to know about the safety and sustainability of our skincare and beauty products. Green Dreamer starting off with what got her interested in this topic in the first place. Here's the co-founder of Shea Brand, Marie Arlay. So I got interested in clean skincare right around the time I met my partner, Austin. His debilitating eczema was causing him to slab on steroidal cream on his hands every night, which really concerned me. There had to be a better solution. So I started doing research on my own and was reminded that the skin is the largest organ on your body. So if you care about what you're eating, but you don't care about what you're putting on your skin, you might want to take a look at the ingredient list on the back of your bottle of lotion. I'd love to hear, though, like, why should we as consumers even be concerned about products we use to begin with? Like, shouldn't their safety and uh, shouldn't their safety be regulated by the government or industry prior to these products are being sold on market, like beyond medication? Yes, products absolutely should be regulated. Did you know that the European Union has banned over 1300 chemicals pertaining to skincare and the U.S. has only banned 30 that's one of the craziest stats because people see the United States as this amazing nation that's very advanced and that's very health conscious. But then you hear something like that, and you kind of have to take a step back and realize that maybe we aren't so advanced and maybe there is a problem when it comes to regulating skincare. Mm. So skincare in the U.S. is actually um, falls under the jurisdiction of the FDA. 
Now, you've probably heard about the FDA when it comes to food or even medicine, but the truth is that the FDA spends very little resources on cosmetics and skincare. This means that you could whip out a batch of homemade lotion in your kitchen and sell it online with any certification or testing, or that you can manufacture the newest, the greatest anti-wrinkle cream with potential harmful chemicals to the environment and your body without having to go through the FDA or any type of testing, Mm. which is really crazy. So what the FDA does do is that they monitor any potential false claims. So they're really good at that. Um, So if you put on your packaging that your lotion is going to make you look 10 years younger, this is something the FDA will regulate (laughs) and will come after you. Or if you're selling a cream that says, will cure cancer. This is something that the FDA will regulate. So there are some regulations, but not when it comes to ingredients. The other thing that they do is that they'll regulate consumer reports that are directly to the FDA. This means that if you're using a product and it's been giving you a rash, you can go directly to the FDA and tell them about this product and tell them that it's caused you this rash. And if they start compiling a list of people who have run into the same issue for a product, then they will investigate. They'll investigate the manufacturing process, the ingredients, and so on and so forth. Mm. But if you report those problems that you're having to the company that's selling your product, so let's just say you're you're using this lipstick and it made your lips flare up and you tell the company that you've had problems with it, they could be getting thousands of these reports and not legally have to report it to the FDA. So this is a problem because it creates this gap. The company doesn't actually have to report anything. They don't they don't really have to make a claim or take the products off the shelves. They have no legal obligations for that. Now, someone could take out a legal lawsuit against them, but it's not something that's federally regulated. Right. So do you think we should be channeling more of our energy uh, filing these complaints to the FDA rather than to the companies? Absolutely. If you are experiencing, if you're using a product and it's, you see bad adverse effects. Now, I always encourage people to, if it's a small company, to reach out to them, see what their response is, be open to hearing what the other person on the, the other line has to say. Mm. Um, are they aware of this? Is this something new? Is this something that's um, a single event that just happened to you? Do you specifically have an allergic reaction to one of these ingredients or is it a harmful ingredient that can cause harm to a lot of people? So opening up directly to the company and talking to them, I think is very important. But based on that response, I do think that going directly to the FDA could be beneficial and could be great. But that's also something that's hard to do. You you know, you can't just pick up the phone. It's a lot of red tape and a lot of hoops to jump through. And a lot of people aren't aware that this is even an option. There have been products in the past that were sold at Sephora, that were sold at big box stores that caused hair loss and um, scalp irritation. And it took I think it took tens of thousands of reports. They received tens of thousands of reports of this, the company itself, and the FDA only received 100. So there was definitely a gap. People weren't even aware that they could report that problem to anyone other than the company. 
Right. And you mentioned that the EU banned a lot more chemicals than we have here in the United States. Does this mean that uh, products made in the U.S. containing those ingredients banned by the EU also can't be imported into the EU? That's a good question. Or is it just they can't be made there? Exactly. So there's hoops that you can jump through and there's definitely cracks in the system. So if you wanted to sell your product that has some of these banned chemicals, you could, if they're not made in Europe, and if you're shipping them outside of Europe, Mm. I believe that there's some cracks and you can be able to navigate that in order to sell them in the EU. Right. Um, So that points to the fact that we should be more informed consumers regardless, even if our countries regulated these things, like if we're buying products that might be imported, that might be a different story. Definitely. I think it's always important to look to educate yourself, to look at the ingredients of what you're buying. But I think more than that, it's important to look at the brand that you're buying. Mm. So really be able to understand who you're buying those products from, understand what they stand for, perhaps what ingredients they would put in their products versus what ingredients they would not. And generally, if you're having trouble finding out what the brand stands for, that's a problem. You That should be a red flag. For sure. So on this note, what are some of the most alarming research-based findings regarding ingredients commonly used in skincare and beauty products in the United States that might be banned elsewhere that we should know? I mean, the fact that the skincare and beauty industry is hardly regulated in the U.S. in itself is incredibly alarming. <laughs> but as an environmentalist, I would say... I'm almost more inclined to say that the scariest fact about skincare, about the skincare industry, is the impact that some of the most widely used ingredients have on the environment. Mm. And some of those ingredients are even used by natural and organic brands. Let's just take palm oil, for example. Palm oil is probably the ingredient that is the most widely used. Um, And it's the one that I'm probably the most concerned about as a brand owner. Mm. It's a natural ingredient that in itself is great because it's so versatile and it's actually beneficial for your skin. But it has been linked to vast deforestation and the fast decline of the orangutan population. So this is incredibly alarming because not only is it a natural ingredient, which is not banned in Europe, is not banned in the United States, and It's used in almost everything. So when it comes to skincare, it's used in so many different raw goods and so many different ingredients. And unfortunately, a lot of those green eco-conscious brands tend to use it. That's crazy. And I believe I was looking into this the other day as well. And a lot of palm oil derived ingredients like they won't actually say palm oil in the ingredient list there's like tens or hundreds of different uh chemical or alternative names for Mm -hmm. ingredients that come from palm oil so they'll be harder to pick out on these packaging as well because they, they don't just straight up say palm oil Exactly. I mean, you could be incredibly educated and so careful while picking out your your product or your skincare, even your food, and make sure that it says palm that it doesn't say palm oil anywhere. But the fact of there could be vitamin E 
in it that is derived from palm oil. Mm. So that's why I always say it's important to vet the company versus the ingredients. If you feel comfortable with a company and if you're like, you know, I know this company doesn't use palm oil. I know they stand for fair trade and uh, a fair value chain then I'm going to feel confident buying any of their products and I'm going to feel more confident buying their products without having to sift through all these ingredients, you know, knowing that this company has that value. And the other thing is that some eco-oriented skincare skincare brands will also say that their ingredients are cold-pressed, which I believe you guys do that as well. What does having cold-pressed ingredients impact? Is it like the potency of the product? Does it mean less energy used for extraction or...? In terms of its environmental impact, that's actually a very good question. And I would have to do some more research in it to figure out whether or not it's something that is environmentally more friendly in terms of how much energy it uses. But what I do know is by cold pressing, you're not a lot of essential oils and a lot of ingredients extract um, goods by using chemicals. Mm. So this is something that we didn't want to do. We didn't want to use any harmful chemicals to strip away some of the benefits to strip away, you know, the essential oil from the raw good. But by cold pressing it, it's another way of doing it that's a lot more natural where you can get the raw good. For sure. So if we find any resources in terms of the environmental impact of cold pressing, we'll link to that in the show notes. But overall, there are increasing numbers of brands even within this eco-beauty and skincare space, and that's amazing. Although that can also be overwhelming, like we've mentioned again and again. So what are your best tips you'd like to leave us with in terms of how we can find the best and most effective products that work for us and our unique skin needs? I think the easiest way is find a store or a curated website that bets their brand. There's plenty of great stores and platforms out there that have strict guidelines for what products and brands um, they sell. Let them do the hard work of sifting through the ingredients for you and shop with confidence on their platform. Yeah. Can you share some of your favorites? Yes, of course. We love Credo. Um, Credo has a very high standard for which brands they um, put on their platform. They have a strict clean ingredient standard, which means that any brand that they're going to bring on needs to certify they don't use any of these ingredients. And if you go on their website, you'll actually see which ingredients they don't carry and um, and how that would affect which brands they carry. Mm. I also think a platform like the Environmental Working Group, the EWG, is a great resource when it comes to ingredients or if you're unsure about a certain product or what they're using, you can also refer to a platform like that to just look and understand what an ingredient does and whether or not it's harmful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. Um, We, of course, would love to keep learning from you and check out your work. So what's next for you and Shea Brand and where can we go to follow you online? 
we have a lot of exciting things in the works that are going to be coming out in December and in the spring. So we've been working very hard on some new CBD products, including a wonderful full spectrum CBD oil that's going to be coming out very soon. And the hemp is Colorado grown. So it's really lovely. We worked really hard and we're excited about the the packaging and uh, we're excited to get in the hands of customers. So that's something to look out for. And to learn more about us, please go to our website, shaybrand.com. Make sure to check out the about us page as well as our ingredient page. So you can learn about our ingredients, why we source certain ingredients, where they come from and Follow us on Instagram and we're always happy to chat with anyone who has any questions. It's one of our favorite parts of being brand owners and having developed Shea Brands. So feel free to reach out. And that's a wrap for this Bloom Tuesday. I did want to add that even if a product were all natural and all organic, it's still important for us to do some patch testing on our inner arms or on our wrists before using it all over our faces or bodies because it can be all natural and organic, but we might still have personal sensitivities or allergies to certain natural ingredients. So in general, finding eco-friendly skincare that best works for your unique skin type will just take some experience experimentation, which means it's okay to, you know, try different things out and take your time with this process. As I mentioned in the beginning, our sponsor of this episode is Buffy, which makes fluffy, eco-friendly comforters with recycled BPA-free plastic bottles as the fluff inside. And again, one of my favorite fabrics called Lyocell, made from eucalyptus as the cover. They're going to send me a comforter to try out myself, so I'm super excited about that because apparently they have over 11,000 reviews of customers agreeing that it's the softest, fluffiest comforter they've ever tried. So I will keep you posted on what I think when I receive mine, but if you want, you can also try it out with me for free because Buffy knows that bedding is really personal, so you can actually try out their comforter in your own home for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you can return it for free. As promised for being a green dreamer here, you also get an exclusive discount. For $20 off your Buffy comforter, visit buffy.co and enter green dreamer as your discount code. Again, that's B-U-F-F-Y dot C-O and discount code green dreamer for $20 off. Thank you so much for tuning in. You'll be able to find links and resources from this episode, including links to our sponsor at greendreamer.com slash 87 for episode 87. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Kamea Shane. Finally, just remember, now more than ever, our planet needs your light to thrive. So if you haven't yet, hit subscribe and I will catch you later, Green Dreamer.